Hello there, nerds, and welcome to Crit Chat, a show where every single week a group of DMs get together and discuss the important things in life, like this is this is the one, guys. Drum roll. We did it because of us and nobody else. Oh, oh, I did get my drum roll in the end. <laughs> I should have waited. I can't wait for shit. <laughs> you need a drum roll for the drum roll. You've oh, got to wait it for it. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. So it was down to us and literally no one else in the entire world ever. Wizards of the Coast are now introducing centaurs as a playable race in Dungeons and Dragons, guys. <laughs> it was us. We made our mark on the world. Everyone's get oh, we have like an Admiral Apathy in chat. Also, it's a it's a great day for other reasons because it is the fifteenth of May. Officially, is May Day because if you spell out fifteen May, it looks like is oh May. It's God. also Emily's birthday. Like, <laughs> that oh my God was perfect. <laughs> look, this is my day, bitches. Uh, <laughs> Um, no word of a lie this morning, uh, like because I, I I was telling uh, my girlfriend about it because uh, I think it's hilarious, uh, and I told her that I expected her to pull out all the stops for Ismay Day. This morning she comes to me with a like a PowerPoint presentation all about how great Ismay Day is, filled with pictures of me. I think you found the right one. I found the yeah. right one. I found yeah, don't let that one go. Is right. That's, Who uh... else is going to make presentations all about me? I mean, more people should, but like, I found one that did. Centaurs <laughs> <laughs> uh, and the very special Is My Day aside, uh, this week we have with us Alfred Clark, also known as Penny Blue. Hey. We also have Ali Goldapper, also known as Rev Flooper. Hi. And we also have the amazing and fed up with our shit. Favorite boy, Ian, with us here today. It's it's the resident grumpy old man. It's me. <laughs> and I am also here, your host, Ismay Hutton, also known as a teacup gamer. Um, so this week... Can I just can I just oh. address one thing right off the bat? Yes. I'm not usually this curmudgeonly. It is just <laughs> this show that does it to me. It's just getting up in the morning and That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought it was just gonna be like oh no it's just because it's early mornings i've not had enough coffee i was like no it's just because of you chuckle fox <laughs> it's like 50 50 you know <laughs> i'll take it fuck it i'm but flattered yeah, yeah i'll be flattered by that at least i'm making an impression that's all <laughs> that's the important thing right right like it's better than anything else um, but yeah, this week we are talking about uh, using pre-made adventures in Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, so I am going to be taking more of a backseat on this one, because I've never actually used any pre-made adventures in my time. Um, so this is all on uh, my beautiful co-stars right now, because uh, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Um, I mean, that's also usually the case, but now more than usual, I guess. Um, so I'm just basically going to be sitting back with my wine and, I don't know, like, play some Pokemon or some shit, and y'all can just go <laughs> nuts on this. Sure, um, sure, okay. Thanks, guys. Um, but yeah, so I guess uh, first I'll ask, uh, I guess, uh, what uh, pre-made adventures you guys have used in the past. Uh, let's, let's, do some, let's do some alphabetty spaghetti up in here. Alfred, what ones have you used in it's, the past? It's alphabetty Alfred. Alphabetty Alfred. Um, I love it. It's <laughs> um, yeah. So I had a campaign. Uh, we went through the first sort of 
five first like third of storm storm king's thunder okay. uh, which is like a big like it's like a super adventure i guess like it's a whole big thing um that's an official wizards module awesome um and we that ended up ending but like i'll probably talk about that i guess later but um cool. yeah it's it was it, it was interesting i ran it specifically in order to um you know play in a quote official module okay um out of interest but um yeah i don't know it's interesting um but other than that um I have played, I've had a module, I've run a module off of the, uh, the DMs Guild, the dmguild.com or whatever it is okay. exactly. Um, that was pretty good. I was um, empty by Empty Black. That was just like a one-shot uh, drop-in. Okay. Um, and yeah, other than that, I have like, I have a few lined up that I'm going to be, that I want to run soon. Uh, Interesting. But, yeah. <laughs> cool. Uh, Ali, how about you? Um, as I think you guys may know already, because I know I talked about it already, I've only really run one campaign, and awesome. it was it is because it's on indefinite hiatus right now, but it will be back. <laughs> um, but it's uh, the Lost Minds of Fandelver, which is the the starter set from Wizards. Um, awesome. uh, that's the only one that I have personally run. Um, I have played through Strahd. Curse of Strahd, uh, which is also an Ooh. official module. Um, nice. uh, I'm actually running that right now. I, I it's uh, which we will go into later. I'm sure mine <laughs> was slightly different than yours, um, okay. but uh, it was really interesting, um, and it had some really amazing points, and it had some really questionable points, and we'll oh, go into that too. <laughs> oh, um, terrifying. Um, and uh, other than that, I've I've played in at least one other uh module but in a different system um okay. i i played uh between a stone i think it's stone in a hard place it's um a uh forgot um a savage worlds uh official module okay. um but yeah that's that's all the personal experience that i've had awesome uh how about you ian um, so one of the longest running campaigns I ever had was uh, a Pathfinder game called Rise of the Rune Lords. Uh, I think it was the first game that the the company that makes Pathfinder wrote for their uh, custom world uh, called Galarian. Um, and yeah, that, that was a lot of fun. It's a it's a really well written adventure. It sort of plots everything out for you chronologically, uh, but also gives you a lot of room to move around in, um, add or take away villains as you want. Uh, and then, yeah, like I just said, I'm currently running Curse of Strahd on sort of a weekly, bi-weekly game whenever we can meet up. Um, but I'm, I'm really curious to hear about your experience with this because I, I, it is a very interesting campaign for, I guess, for people who don't know. Um, essentially, uh, I, I think it was originally like a, an old second or third edition campaign. Uh, the players become trapped in this evil sort of Transylvanian world ruled by a vampire who has lured them there to sort of mess with them and you're trying to escape. Um, I won't go into more detail than that for anyone who wants to play it, but uh, it gives the the DM a lot of freedom with what you want to do. Um, it's sort of, instead of laying out the plot of the game, it just sort of gives you all of the locations in the world, what happens when you go there, and the goals of the uh, of the villain. Um, and then lets you sort of plot the course you want to take through that. 
So I can definitely see how it would be an interesting experience. And I'm yeah. very curious. <laughs> I, I went hear, through that uh, one as a player. That's yeah. why, yeah. yeah. So that's why I'm sure mine was also different than yours. Because um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I couldn't see the uh, the world behind the curtain, I guess. Right, yeah. Okay. Because, like, yeah, that was, that was one of the things that uh, I was wanting to bring up and kind of, like, ask. Because I think one of the reasons that I, I've never played a pre-made, or I've never run a pre-made adventure before... Was that, I don't know, like, I, I'd always seen them as kind of, like, limiting, I guess. Um, whereas I, I, I more prefer just, like, doing anything that I want to do without, like, having the guidelines around me. Um, but yeah, that, that's why I've not done it before. Um, I find that they're not quite as limiting as you expect. I'm not, I'm okay. not a, I'm not a writer. I, you know, I, mm-hmm. I don't, I've had a couple of ideas for campaigns, but I've never been able to play them, like, plot them out to the extent that I'd like to even try one. Um, and what I liked about the pre-made modules is like there's points that you can hit that make an interesting story but depending on what your characters do and how they behave, you don't necessarily have to play every part of the game 100% properly I guess. Okay. Um, mm. One of the things that I, when I was starting the campaign, I was setting up tons of maps on D20 and I was, uh, Roll20, and I was, um, I was making sure that I had all the character voices down and like had everything squared away. And I found immediately that was completely unnecessary and unimportant. Um, <laughs> and uh, mm-hmm. uh, one of the first things, was I've tried to find a map of one of the things in the book so I could share it with everybody. And I found, yeah. I did not find the same map. And I used it anyway, and it was completely irrelevant. You know, like, okay. it, it's not it's not as form-fitting as you would expect. And I found that the way that my characters behaved with the NPCs changed the NPC mm-hmm. as I was role-playing them. Um, okay. So, like, that was almost completely irrelevant. I, I didn't even need to come up with anything for anyone because they determined what they were like. And that yeah. was kind of crazy as an improviser to play. Okay. If that makes sense. Yeah, no, no, no. I get you. I get you. Yeah, I think one of the main things to remember with uh, pre-written adventures is, like, no one's going to fault you if at any point you stray from the what's written in the book or if you decide to just make your own NPC up. It's not like the players are going to call you out on it because they've got no idea what's going on. They've, my mm. players hadn't seen the book at all. Like, they hadn't seen anything. Um, so they were walking in, if I had made up an entire chapter, they would have assumed that it was from the book. You know, there's no, there's no way they could have known. Yeah. Okay. No, that's fair. I get, get to actually have a little bit of creativity in there, which I, I can be swayed to enjoy. Uh, (laughs) uh, Alfred, if you're back, what were, what were you saying, my boy? Um, yeah, I think, um, I'm not sure if you already answered what i was going to ask or not but i was just going to ask if you tend to like insert your own encounters and your own um stuff in there if it's um if it's uh open enough i kind of started to um again because i'm not i'm a good chunk of the way in before i had to put it on pause but um maybe not far enough that i was comfortable enough in uh putting in too many of my own encounters um my as i've talked about on uh, previous chats um, my players were very big on trying to make friends with everybody. 
Yeah. Um, what? Including the villains that I sent at them. <laughs> What's so, that like? Um, it was really interesting. Um, they just tried to convince everybody to live their dreams. Um, so and that was never, like, great. Never um, let that group go. I have no. been told like, before. <laughs> I have been told before. Um, so that was a little bit difficult because um, I I read a couple of um, backups on that. And you'll If anyone's played that, that starter kit, the final big bad final boss really doesn't show up at all until the very end and doesn't like leave any hints of his existence until the very end so some hints that i had read were like drop him in a little bit earlier and drop like little hints on him a little bit earlier so i did i dropped like a little hint in and they chased after it forever and i was like (laughs) no it, it was a hint like i'm just trying to get you guys thinking about where you're going to go eventually. You don't have to, like, literally chase it through the forest. And I was like, um... I, I, do, I literally don't know what to do further with this guy. It's like... So, it's, um... It, so, yes, I, I tried to start putting in some of my own bits, but it was... I don't know if it's just my group or how I did it, but, like, everyone wanted to chase after everything. Yeah, yeah. It's it. I, I find it really scary to try and like uh, improvise. Th- I do like you were saying about it. Ismay was saying about it being uh, restrictive, and I do like. I do get a bit worried when I'm whenever I improvise anything. Like, is this actually gonna screw something up down the line? Because you're you're supposed mm-hmm. to read the whole module before you start playing it, but I don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, oh man, that, that's fair too. <laughs> I did, and I just didn't memorize it. So like, I was yeah. questioning myself anyway. <laughs> I don't do that either. That's it's fair. it's a real problem. Oh no! Yeah. Does that actually screw you up? Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Big like, time. I, like I think that I think because all of the modules pretty much say you should have a read through a casual like a casual yeah. read through of the whole module before you start like and then like you prepare each thing one by one as you go, mm-hmm. um, so that you have like an idea of where it's going and you can kind mm-hmm. of get the tone right from the beginning and you can start hinting at things and playing with stuff yourself, but. You know, it's it's a lot. It's like most most of these books are like three hundred pages or something. It's yeah, at least. Yeah. It's at like least. doing homework. Oh, yeah. come on now! Like, <laughs> like I, this is supposed to be you guys convincing me that like I should do some pre-made adventures, and now it's homework. Come on! But you you're <laughs> doing you're doing the homework anyway when you write your own campaign. Okay, yeah. You're just sitting okay. and doing <laughs> it anyway, just a different way. It's a different it's a different class. Okay. Yeah. But I think the key is whether or not you enjoy the module itself and whether it's well written yes. and whether you like whether it's fun to read. Like cuz yeah, like there there are other modules I want to talk about that are like are really that are really interesting and kind of inspiring like um I think I think the fun of it is to um read another author's work and then play that story that you just mm-hmm. read kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um with your friends. I like I could I couldn't help but notice uh, during the time of talking about things getting screwed up down the line, Ian, you sounded particularly harrowed a little bit. <laughs> Do you, did there you... have maybe been maybe been times where I've had to like retcon quite a bit because I read ahead and it's like, oh, oh, the mm, you weren't supposed to know that yet, or oh, no. the, what I, what I said wasn't true in the context of what happens in the next module kind of a thing i'm trying to remember of a specific example now because i'm sure it happened in my 
in the Rise of the Rune Lords campaign I mentioned, but uh-huh. I can't remember now for the life of me. <laughs> That's fair. It's still early for you. It's still early. <laughs> I did want to touch on um, the thing someone said earlier about it. It Someone is essentially doing all the work for you. It's all laid out there. Uh, as long as it's well-written, I've definitely come across a few uh, pre-written adventures that could use a little more work. Uh the, there's mm-hmm. a there's a fifth edition one that's like level one to seven. I don't think it's Horde of the Dragon Queen, but I think it's the prequel to that. Oh yeah, like like ty- like something like Tyranny oh, or something. something tyranny like tyranny? of Drag. Yeah, the overarching yeah. campaign is Tyranny of Dragons. Um, so the first okay. part of that is a very Tiamat. Oh God, I know which one you're yeah. talking about. Yeah. yeah. Um, I've uh, I've had a look at it, and it's very loosely put together. There's no real. Uh, it essentially just gives you like four or five adventures and doesn't try to mm. connect them at all. There's no connective tissue other than you're working for this this ultimate goal of stopping these dragons, but um, it, it, it's it's just kind of a mess. Um, yeah. That's but it, it is really nice to have someone do all the work for you. And then if you're playing in something like uh, Galarian or Forgotten Realms... There's so many online resources you can use. Like, if you're playing something set in Neverwinter, someone has already filled that city with everything you'd ever need for a campaign. Mm-hmm. So even if you only use one module of the six in that adventure and then go off on your own, it's still all done there for you because it's in Forgotten Realms. That's been yeah. around for like 30 years. It feels like story starters. Okay. It feels like um, like you have the basic outline if you want to keep writing a story. Yeah. Um, yeah. I like that analogy. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, yeah. yeah. It kind of feels like you, you get prompts rather than them. Like, yeah. like I, like I get, I, I said, it's the same thing I said already, but I, I get like intimidated by the idea that everything's been kind of fleshed out in the forgotten realms. So I'm, whenever they're like, if, if, if ever my players were like, I'm going to go to this town, I'd be like, Oh God, oops. <laughs> I slapped my, I slapped my mic away in panic. <laughs> No, uh, <laughs> the panic is so real. No, you but like can't rather because <laughs> what I should do is just look at the like one paragraph description mm. and be like, okay, I'll just like build on this. Um, mm-hmm. But what I'd probably actually feel like is like, mm-hmm. oh my god, I'd better look up online all the important mm-hmm. things that have happened there and like, oh, I don't want to get anything. I don't want to, you know, break the Forgotten Realms law by accident. But yeah, there I I do actually have a story about that. There was one time yes. in the Rise of the Rune Lords game where they were. Uh, they had to get somewhere really far. It would take like 15 days for them to hike there, but the wizard had just gotten teleport. But he couldn't teleport the uh-huh. whole way there, so they had to find a halfway point where he could rest and then teleport the rest of the way the next day. And we just pulled up the map of the world, and they pointed, and they're like, okay, that's halfway. It's this place called Raven's Roost or something. Uh-huh. And so I'm like, okay, <laughs> I'll Google familiar. it, see if there's anything, see if there's anything about this place uh-huh. online. I look it up and like as they're all talking they go to the inn and I'm just looking at this place and I really wish I hadn't because it turned into a <laughs> whole thing because it turns out that town is neutral evil run by like Good. an evil doppelganger cult and people aren't allowed <laughs> in the town after dark which oh, makes Jesus. it complicated when my PCs are just looking for a place to stay overnight. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so that became a whole thing. That I wish yeah. I just ignored. That's 
Like, it feels like um, we, we were talking about it uh, on one of the earlier episodes of... Uh, it, it was more for if your players are going to a town um, that you fleshed out and they're like, I don't want to go there, I want to go to a different one. And then you just, like, swap the names over so it's the exact same town. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, like, kind of the opposite of that is like, oh, it's going to have the name of this town that's very important. But actually, uh, it's not important, and it's just a place that's got a bed for the night. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, like I like that that kind of thing of like you you guys can kind of just like yeah adapt them for however however you need them adapted, which is cool. It's basically you can you can look at it as here is a map of places to go, and I don't have to, I don't have to care what they are. But I can, okay. and I have the background if I need it. Yeah, yeah. that's cool. I've been intending to um, run a campaign for ages using like uh, modules that are more like more of a kind of just a setting and like uh, able to kind of more of a generator or like uh, basically there's this um, there's this module called uh, Yun Sween, the Purple Land. Yun Sween. Um, I don't, don't know, know what it is, any... but it sounded great. Yeah, I know <laughs> it sounds so it sounds great, but it's. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's just I I've been getting kind of obsessed with like OSR modules, like the quote old school revival modules, mm-hmm. um, because it's it's very it's a lot more kind of free form. It's more of a kind of gives you loads of like fun stuff to work with and places and ideas for characters uh, and 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 like adventure hooks. But it doesn't have any like it doesn't like give you encounters and or like give you a list of events kind of thing. Okay. Um, I was wondering if anyone had used anything like that, um, as opposed to like a run, like a start to finish adventure. Maybe not. <laughs> You're off your own today. <laughs> <after>. <laughs> okay. like, Cur- Curse of Strahd is kind of like that uh, in so far yeah. that the, the PCs essentially do just get thrown into this world, and then it's sort of like, okay, get out, figure it out, um, and uh. I'd like to think that a good DM would sort of guide them down a path that doesn't immediately kill them. Because it even says in the book, like, you can let your PCs go anywhere, but there are areas they'll walk into where, like, if they're not properly leveled, they'll just die. Mm. Uh, yeah, That's really and- cool. And, th- like, that's the kind of play that I personally would want as a player. So, mm-hmm. like, it's kind of what I want to provide, but, yeah. Yeah, so, like, I'm, I- I'm trying to sort of guide them down the right path away from... They're level five now, away from like the level ten areas, because that'll still kill them. But um, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. as they level up, I'm going to give them more freedom too, because they'll be able to survive a lot more. Yeah, because I like I feel like maybe my my choice of Storm King's Thunder was just kind of a bad choice because I didn't research them well enough. Mm. Um, because I've I've looked at the um, uh, the one that's in Kahult. Uh, uh, the, the the one with dinosaurs. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> it's like the temple of something, or like, hang on, I, I have it right here. Hang on, tomb of a lion. Tomb, tomb, oh, tomb of, of annihilation. annihilation. Oh yeah. Yes. Uh, so I really liked. Sorry, I really like the look of tomb of annihilation, uh, and Strad sounds really cool as well. Because both of those are like tomb of annihilation has kind of a hex cool thing going on, and it's like you you literally can like want like wander around the map. Uh, and explore the jungle and come across fun encounters and stuff like this. Sweet. Um, and like that feels really fun. Like like you were saying that uh, Strad is um, just that something a bit more freeform, and you can like drop things in and yeah. Yeah, yeah. It gives Whereas you a Storm lot of freedom King's... with what you want to do. Yeah, yeah. 
it sounds great but yeah because storm king's thunder is very like it has a list of things that happen um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so okay. i don't know i've been kind of turned like, off with I, that. I, ha- I have no like like real idea about how the uh, like pre-made adventures are set up so, because I, yeah, I've, I've, the, my, my only interaction with pre-made adventures has been me going to, like, you know, my fave, like, nerdy shops and seeing them on the shelves and just kind of, like, reverently, like, touching the cover, being like, just how beautiful it is. <laughs> um, so, like, what, what, what do you, like, expect if you, like, say, say it's, like, one of, the, like, the proper Wizards of the Coast adventures, because, again, those are the only ones I normally see when I go to my fave nerdy shops. So, like, what, what do you kind of expect from like and a pre-made adventure I, so sorry you you go. Go, <laughs> ian. i think ian has more i think you have more experience than me but. i i find that uh the fifth edition adventures are a lot more freeform than uh ones i've used in the past um my my background i guess is largely pathfinder and D. um mm-hmm. and i find the pathfinder ones i've run are very straightforward it's like here's the first module here's what happens in chronological order in this module um it has a clear start and finish uh, which is which is great i like it it's very it's very clean it gives you a, a very cohesive story uh mm-hmm. and then with fifth edition ones i guess storm king's thunder is a lot more linear um i know that the the lost minds of fandelver uh it gives you a bit of freedom uh sort of halfway through you get a bunch of side quests but mm-hmm. uh it's it's still very uh cut and dry i feel but then the, you've got mm-hmm. something like curse of strahd which essentially just presents a world to you and lets you plot a course through it um what was the original question kind of how what? like what what you expect oh. to get when you're yeah, like, right. what, what right. you get when you open up one of those big sweet books yeah um <laughs> I, I think for for newer DMs, the sort of linear plot is a lot better. Uh, it just gives you an adventure to run, and it, if you, even if you have no experience, if you just stick to what's in the book, you'll, you'll have a good game. Um, more experienced DMs can easily take something like Curse of Strahd. Um, but even then, there's, there's guides online. Uh, I found someone who wrote like an 80-page PDF on the adventure, that just outlined his whole adventure and like details you might want to pick out. Uh, and then with fifth edition stuff, there's also the adventurers league uh, supplements that give you a lot of extra stuff to work with. Um, mm. Like in the curse of Strahd game it, in the official hardcover, there's nowhere for characters to buy like spell casting or potions or magic items or anything. But in the okay. adventurers league, there's this hag named Jenny green teeth they can go to. Good. Who yes, good name. will cast do basic spell casting for them as long as you do like a weird favor for her, like <laughs> okay. she needs she so needs good. seven of your hairs, all of them exactly the length of your index finger, or like oh, you have to go bite the mayor's finger and then get away. And if you don't <laughs> get away, you have to like spend time in jail or pay a fine. What the um, heck? So I'm absolutely introducing I, that because that's fantastic. Oh my gosh, yes. That's that's. I, real I mean, I'm going to use that character in every campaign I ever yeah. run. Yeah. Right. Like that's the right. only Why I is she ever not want. always there? Yeah, right. Like I don't want any other shopkeepers. It's just this motherfucker. Can, can she just she be does, a singularity? Like that's the best part. She doesn't even have a shop. She just wanders around, so yes. she can show up whenever and wherever you want with just like a cart full of weird stuff. I, 
I can't stop smiling. I, like, <laughs> this bitch is my aesthetic that I want in my real world. <laughs> I, think the, I think the creepiest one is you have to let her trim your biggest toenail with her teeth. And she oh, gets to keep on. the toenail. Oh. <laughs> hey, I'm gonna just like straight up fall in the case. Oops. This is a sacred day. This is my day. Do not talk about old women chewing off your toenail on my day. Would you rather I talk about centaurs? Like You know I would. <laughs> oh goodness gracious. Hello friends, we're here for the middle of podcast break chat. We're gonna we're gonna get it down dirty with it today. <laughs> Don't know why. Uh, just so you know, there, we are not cutting off the uh, Jenny Greenleaf chat. There, green teeth, whatever. Uh, it continues and uh, it's beautiful. And also, I did have nightmares about her. Um, so that's that's also cool. So thank you uh, very much, uh, my dudes, for that. <laughs> So kind of cool news today. If you want to hear more of my amazing, beautiful voice in another podcast, which, you know, you're, you're a human goddamn being, why wouldn't you want to do that? Um, you can check out the very first episode of a new podcast called Hardly Networking. Um, it's produced by the amazing Luna Brecky. Uh, she got me down to sit down and talk a little about like streaming and creative things and a lot about the crit chat because you know i guess i love this show and you guys and all that jazz um and it was really cool to talk about we talked a little bit about um being in the lgbt community um a little bit about like mental health um but like it's a lot more fun than it sounds it, it was really cool just talking about like how it feels to be a part of the creative industry and like how and like you know podcasting and streaming and all that good shit and she is an absolute delight um, and yeah, so you should definitely go and check that out. You can also, uh, find them over on, uh, Hardly Netcast on Twitter, if you want to go and follow there, and, you know, you'll be able to be updated in future, future episodes, which will be really, really dope. I'm really excited to check out other people that are going to be on it, so go on, well, we'll all show our support for this good, good new show. Also, it was put out on May 15th, is May Day, so, you know, we, we kind of, it, it was kind of the stars aligned. It was a beautiful time. As for other plugs, you can go and see Alfred over on his channel on Penny Blue on Twitch. Uh, he's doing doing some new things. He'll tell you a bit more about it at the end. Um, he's playing a game that I used to love so much as a kid. And just, just as a spoiler of what the game could be, it was a game that scared me a lot because of sneaky surprise bears. Not not the gay kind. Like, actual, like, rawr, spooky boys. That's whatever. Uh, also, it's a fair little bit away, but just in case any of you want to want to join in, uh, this upcoming Wednesday on the 23rd, you can also go onto my channel to see uh, the return of me and Alfred and Emily uh, playing our Stardew Valley stream, uh, where uh, it seems like they're just going to do everything they can to fuck me over, which is fair because I'm doing the same to them. So, you know, we're all just like frenemy farmers and if that's not the best description for a show ever i don't know what to do with you uh, of course you can also find me all the time on a teacup gamer on twitch um as well as doing the frenemy farming uh doing doing some uh oh, what is it monster prom with my girlfriend which is awesome uh we're dodging around between knights of the old republic and lake ridden and a bunch of cool bunch of cool games so you should come on over and come on over and give it a try it'll be fun 
If you want to find Crit Chat other places, you can find us on Facebook at Facebook Facebook at Facebook.com forward slash Crit Chat. Uh, <laughs> you can also find us over on Twitter at Twitter.com uh, forward slash Crit underscore chat. Uh, because, you know, brand management is very important. Uh, also, if you use the hashtag CritChat um, and send us a message, then you might get a nice little like shout out on the stream. Also, if you go to the description of for wherever you're listening to this, uh, you can find our Discord if that is the way that you like to get in contact with us. Uh, you can also find us on SoundCloud if you search CritChat and give us a like there, follow there, comment and share from there. Uh, it's a word of mouth podcast. We don't have any advertisement anywhere. So if you're able to get the word out, that really helps us out a lot. And you, you, feel, you feel all that good love coming from us to you. Also, you can go on iTunes and search Crit Chat under podcast and give a five-star review for the five-star show and comment on there. Um, but as always, yeah, you can find us anywhere podcasts are found. Or you can watch us live on Tuesdays on A Teacup Gamer at 5pm BST. And I'll let you go back to listening about nasty foot witches. Don't like that I said it. Okay. Jenny Green Tea. Jenny uh, Green Tea. Uh, yeah like i like fucking in chat we have now realized that yeah we we, we found his secret weakness of its foot things just please leave me alone <laughs> never forever and also yeah sorry to everyone who's eating at the moment who had to hear that with their own ears with their two real life ears on their real life face i'm sorry hey i'm eating right now handle it <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so much better oh. somehow. Now I have to deal with that. it. <laughs> can, can I just chime in that, of course, I just did a Google search on Jenny Greenteeth. No! And oh, no. that apparently she's a figure in English folklore. So I'm going to be doing a lot more research on this character for a while. Oh, dang. That's fantastic. I didn't even know that. To put out there, um, just as a Scottish lady, uh, yeah, England. It's fucking, I'm yeah. picturing all of England. Fuck you guys. <laughs> You stole our weird folk folklore and you made it sexy and weird. I don't like it. God damn it. Oh my god. I'm just like I'm very curious about Jenny Greenteeth, um, because she sounds like a nasty old bitch, but I'm gonna bet that there's a lot of like weird like fan art of her. That is less le- less less old creepy lady and more sexy sexy lady who wants to eat your toes, and I'm not happy. I'd be willing to put money on that. Yeah. Yo, it's future is me jumping in here again because I found it. I found their weird sexy artwork, and you can go to the Crit Chat goddamn Facebook page to see it at facebook.com forward slash Crit Chat. It's nasty. I hate you. I hate you. The internet. You're bad. Yeah, well, that's going to be our Twitter feed for the next fucking couple weeks. <laughs> yep. Hope you're ready to see some weird stuff. Kota is made tick something off the list. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> oh, jeez. Um, so, yeah, so, okay, one of the, one of the things that I, I kind of wanted to pick up on... Um, so, yeah, you were saying that there there are um, the pre-made adventures like Curse of Strahd that are very, like, open and, like, able to do kind of go wherever you want in the world mm-hmm. um we've already talked about how it's kind of like the dirty word of D, but are the other kind of ones like can, do you have like kind of are they they're they're kind of more like railroaded campaigns it sounds like and like again maybe not necessarily in a bad way railroaded does not automatically mean bad where despite what 
the the prevalent thought is um but is there is there that kind of issue of those campaigns that aren't as open world of the characters either misinterpret something or just want to go an entirely different way and you're just kind of stuck like has that ever been a problem it hasn't been a problem for me in my experience but i I definitely think it would be a problem i guess Mm -hmm. not definitely Uh, it it, (laughs) kind of depends on how you run it i guess but um like there are some that are definitely structured to be like you know this is what's happening i don't know it depends if it depends on whether or not you want to like uh change what the adventure is about halfway through um Uh i mean well i guess obviously that would be a problem but like in general they're not they're not they're not like that inflexible um like they a lot a lot of them will have the kind of you know they they have the cast of characters and they're doing their things um and you know you can the players can do what they want and you know the bad guys will eventually win i guess but um but yeah i don't know they the, i i that's i mean that's been my experience is that it was pretty it was pretty like uh kind of like a roller coaster um how about you guys uh ali have you had any like has, has railroading been kind of like a problem in any of yes, the ones you've done um two of my my players in my campaign are experienced dms one is my dm um mm-hmm. and uh i mentioned the very very first dungeon they went to the big bad's room the the boss room first like they cut out the entire dungeon and they just mm-hmm. went straight for the boss's room and one of them immediately died. And yeah, I made cool. I made a comment to them that, you know, if you guys hadn't done it backwards. And mm-hmm. one of my players afterward texted me and said, I just wanted you to know that you didn't do anything wrong and like we didn't do anything wrong and there really is no backwards. And I said, oh, I totally understand that. Like you're not expected to go in any particular order. I want to give you as most, uh, you know, open... I want to give you the most choice that I possibly can. Yeah. But just know that when you go to the boss's room first, yeah. <laughs> you know, you didn't actually get the experience and you didn't have any level of surprise. You just kind of walked into his room, yeah. you know. Um, and I said, that's all I meant by going backwards. Um, mm-hmm. So there is that level, too, where you can't, like, if you're following the map to a T and if they do what will, if they go in that direction, if they do that thing, they're going to go through it in possibly the least helpful way to them. Yeah. And, you know, like, I was was afraid to change anything. I didn't want to change anything around. I wanted to just, like, let them do what they wanted to do. And, again, I I killed my GM on my first session. So that's (laughs) nice. Um. That's a very good sentence. Okay, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But, yeah, I I think that that, that's... uh, it, It goes back to one of the things that we we said in like a previous episode or that like at least i was trying to get across in a previous episode it's me so i don't know how good words do um <laughs> but uh yeah I, I think that we in general we've got this kind of very negative view on railroaded campaigns uh in that they're less good or like less less valid as campaigns um whereas railroaded campaigns are only bad i guess if you have players that really want to not do the main storyline. So I can see it being a problem if you've got people that really just kind of want to do whatever the fuck they want to do. Um, yeah. But maybe, like, it can yeah. work if, like, you're all on the same page and you're all just like, hey, do you guys want to go on a fun magic adventure? 
If yes, just fucking do the cool magic adventure, I guess. Yeah. But otherwise, yeah, yeah. I'd find. I mean, the... sorry, go, go. ahead. Uh, no, you go. I, 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 man, I'm, I, I'm completely distracted by this awkwardness. So now I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I will say there, there is a bit of effort on the players' parts to not only, um, I guess, come to the table with the right expectations, but also create a character who is willing and able to go along with the adventure i think a lot of people forget that for a lot of these pre-written adventures you're supposed to be heroes like you're supposed to be Mm. pick up your sword and shield go fight evil kind of people so if you throw your 19th chaotic neutral character who only cares about themselves (laughs) and halfway through they're getting bored with it that's kind of your fault for creating a character who Mm is bored with what you knew was going to happen. Yeah. Um, Maybe this is just a problem I've experienced a lot. No, that's fair. I feel that. Talking about uh, going back a little bit and and linking it with when you said, what would you expect in these these modules? A lot Mm -hmm. of them have, like, what would your characters know? Mm -hmm. Um, Like, and I know I, I typed it all up and I sent it to my players. And it's like, this is what you're going in knowing. So, like, when you're... Oh no! All this, all the sound is gone. Oh, it wasn't just oh, me. Oh, oh my god! I thought okay. it was just me. <laughs> oh thank god! Okay, <laughs> I was just like, because I can see the little thing on Discord being like, "Oh, Ali's talking, but I can't hear it." Oh no! I, I cannot hear her. I'm oh, sorry, no. uh, Ali. You're. I don't. I don't know if you can hear us, but you are no longer heard. Okay. <laughs> oh. That's that's too bad. It sounded like she was gonna make that a really good point there. Uh, hopefully, hopefully we'll get her back soon. Um, <laughs> yeah, we got we got some oh no, it's fucking sad reacts only at this point. Um, yeah, I think that that might be one of the things I wanted to link to something that Alfred wanted to talk about. Um, is a lot of when you're um, when you're deciding what. But you have to figure out what the players want to play first, I guess, um, before they make characters for a campaign for like a campaign that you're they're just not going to be suited to, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, which would be the case, because um, yeah, Alfred, you're talking about like how how to actually choose different adventures and which one would be best for you. Um, so do you mm-hmm. think that kind of relies on what like is that a kind of conversation that you have with your players beforehand of like what kind of campaign they want to do or is it more, this is the kind of campaign that speaks to me. Uh, these are the kind of characters that I think mm. you should, that, that would have the most fun doing this campaign. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a, like um, seeing, uh, talking to the players about what they want to play. I mean, I would say that definitely, like, I really regret not like putting more research in up front and having mm-hmm. like a list of, like, the, like you should have a like a list of ca- kinds of campaigns that you would like to run um rather than just kind of being like open to suggestions i guess but um yeah just definitely researching the modules like yeah well i mean once you decide the like what kind of campaign i like personally i'm kind of a fan of using um one-off adventures um at the moment i'm kind of we're kind of doing um like a kind of series of one shots with the same characters it's kind of like episodic i guess is the word okay yeah um so that's been really fun um uh but yeah mostly i was i i just kind of wanted to talk about like what i like to what like what you guys kind of look for in the design of a module and like what 
um like what 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 makes what makes it good uh, because <laughs> there's some really nice there's some really nice stuff that i've been like discovering recently like um there's a public there's a, a writer called the arcane library um okay. and uh, they have some they have a free they have a free module you can get actually oh, good. Uh, called temple of the basilisk cult nice. which is my kind of <laughs> kind of jam but uh but i just i've just been kind of discovering these like really nice like layouts like this this is all this is um uh an encounter is entirely contained on one page and that's some because that's something that i find hugely difficult in uh, uh-huh. when i was running storm king's thunder is like i would have like a map on one monitor and then i'd have like six pages of stuff that i had to scroll around yeah in. yeah oh, okay I've started just printing off the stat blocks that I need for whatever session is coming up because flipping around in the monster manual just takes way too much time. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I've 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 always prepared the stat blocks, but like, yeah, no, it was just, I guess I wasn't preparing thoroughly enough. But um, but I really like this kind of structure of um having everything on one page. Um, and also there's this nice thing of uh, they put um. They, each page, each encounter has this uh, dramatic question at, at the top. Uh-huh. Uh, like, uh, can the players stop the stone warrior attack is the one that I'm looking at right now. Okay. Um, but it's just like a nice, like there's some DM, there's some tips to the DM at the beginning of each adventure. And they're like, you know, you know, it's the encounter is all about resolving this um, question. And then when it's resolved, you should like, like move to the end quickly and like, you know, uh, finish, finish combats quickly if like, you know, but yeah, so I, I like, I, I guess the point I wanted to make is that uh, adventures can really uh, like, it, they can teach you things that you haven't hadn't thought of before as a DM. Um, like the dramatic question thing is something I'd never really thought of, but yeah. like it's a really good tip just to always be thinking about like, is something dramatic happening right now? If not, yeah. let's get through it as quickly as possible. Okay. Oh, that's interesting. Um, you know, I really like that. Yeah, like, there is. There is an intro in the uh, Curse of Strahd adventure that's just, um, it, it's essentially like, here's how to set the right mood in this world, because it's all very dour and hello? dark. And oh. oh, hello. Oh, we might have a little... Hi. Oh, okay, we got... Hey. Oh, gosh, okay. Yeah. Hi, guys. Hi. Hey. Okay. Okay. Sorry to interrupt. Go, it's good. going. Sorry. <laughs> no worries. Good to know you're back. Um, I wish I had the book handy so I could just read some of it, but it's on the other side of the room. Uh, but essentially yeah. tells you like uh, what kind of I, I guess what kind of feeling you're going for the kind of stuff you can describe how to describe it it gives you specific examples of the kind of language you should be using to describe uh, just something as simple as like them walking down a road uh, because it's all supposed to be very dour and dark and depressing the whole time so it's yeah, I, I find stuff like that is is really handy just to sort of set set up the DM for what they'll be doing uh, every session as opposed to just giving you sort of a, a, a list of instructions to follow. Okay. Absolutely. For the yeah. Yeah. And, and like, and, and yeah, like, yeah, stuff like that. And also like anything that makes it like a really unique and like, like uh, I, I'm a huge fan of stuff like, uh, like I think, um, the uh, tomb of annihilation has like weather tables and stuff and 
So as you're exploring around like hex crawling, then you know like there's crazy weather effects and like random encounters and stuff. And like they, I, I like that kind of um, things that can be generated and random tables that are like really heavily themed, uh, and even yeah. entire mechanics like weather um, that aren't necessarily in your game usually, but um, yeah. you've kind of decided to go for this style of you know this specific adventure, and this is part of the story is um, you know dealing with the natural world. Yeah. That's yeah. really cool. Yeah, I've never like I've never ever thought about actually putting fucking weather in the game. I've just assumed that it's all just like a normal day every day. Maybe some fog sometimes if it's real dramatic. But no, that's really cool. Yeah, one one of the things that I've got most from today, at least so far, is just that. Yeah, the little little pre made adventures can give you some like really good tips for DMing in general. Like just yeah, just cool things like that. Like oh like what's the weather like it instantly makes the game a bit more interesting because you know it's it's a bit more like sensory which is really cool i'm i'm into that but yeah so yeah uh, so uh, uh, alfred what kind of uh what kind of uh, adventures do you look for when you're choosing your your pre-mates um yeah i mean the like the 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 when i was talking about temple of the basilisk cult is very mm-hmm. is pretty much my favorite thing at the moment um <clears throat> Just because of the yeah the like what like the just really really nice structure is cool. um really helpful like it it's it's kind of like someone else's it's it's almost like someone's read an adventure and then they've prepped the adventure and then they've given you their prep notes <laughs> um because <laughs> like it's it is it's just kind of perfect um yeah and yeah so stuff like that and stuff like um tables and. Good tables yeah. and shit. I love me a good table. Right. Mm. I feel like I would Tables fall for great. things that have like pretty pictures a lot. Just because I, oh, li- yeah. I like the visuals. If they give me visuals of things, I'm like, yes, this is mm. this is my steez. But it's I like legit. Sorry. Uh, one great thing about running a pre-made adventure with Curse of Strahd, you get like <laughs> a tear out poster that is just this huge full color map of the country mm-hmm. as well as smaller maps on the other side of each town and village and location you can go oh, to it is so handy to just be able to pull that out and show the players like here's where you are here's where you're going this is what the city that's you're really in looks cool. like it's that's really nice to just have that on hand yeah as a player in that game, they that's what the DM did. We would go, okay, where's the closest town? You know, or, or where are the closest three towns? You know, where can we go from here? Mm-hmm. And he would just turn around that map and go, well, you're here. To speak further to the kindness of strangers on the internet, <laughs> someone made a spreadsheet online where you just, like, there, there's a bunch of locations in the game. So you just put one location in and then you put another location in and it tells you, how much time it takes to get from one to the other using slow, normal, and fast pace, how far it is in miles, how far it is in hexes. One of the handiest things I've ever had, especially because there's random encounter tables in it, so you have to know how many hours they're on the road, and that gives you an exact number. That's delightful. Oh, that's lovely. Mm. I love the stranger. Like these good, good nerd strangers (laughs) that are just here to make your day better. Yeah, um, I'm always I'm always using the internet for like maps that have been cleaned from the DM notes so that you can give mm-hmm. them to your players and yeah 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 oh, good stuff. Good. But yeah, we, we we keep going back to uh, Curse of Strahd, which I'm very excited to hear Ali's. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and presume and say misadventures in Curse of Strahd. Well, 
I, I won't. Yes, um, <laughs> in that everything in that game is out to kill you. Yes, Good. and yeah. every it's it's the most inhospitable <laughs> world you could possibly be plunked down in, uh-huh. um, as I think has been spoken about already. Um, but also, um, I I played a uh, a gnomish barbarian. Um, which was oh, they're so, they're so much so, fun. They're so fun to play. One of my, fr- one of my friends did that in so a campaign I was DMing and Gnomish Barbarians, 10 out of 10, go for it every time. <laughs> yeah, she she thought she could do a heck of a lot more than she could actually do. Yeah. And I never got good roles with her ever. <laughs> so, you know, like she very, very often did not succeed. Um, uh, but uh, because of that, she came close to death several times. <laughs> Um, and, uh, you know, just, I would, because of that, my GM said that he got a kick out of my character, but he (laughs) probably hated her because she would just like, all right, I can't do that successfully. All right, I'm going to go do this. I'm going to go do the, like pick up and throw this villain at another villain, you know, Uh like I'm going to, you know, just whatever I could possibly do to like try to be successful when (laughs) she couldn't actually hit anything. Um, I, I would do. And then also, um, my team, we're, we're a bit too, um, ridiculous of a bunch to go seriously through a world like that. (laughs) Um, let's put it that way. Yeah. Um, so, uh, we, we didn't really kill too many things. (laughs) A lot of running. Uh, (laughs) Uh, it was it was it was a lot of fun. It yeah. really was. I I love that group a lot. Um, Cute. But that's you know on the other side of the fence, like I just wasn't able to see like what was coming up and who was coming up and mm-hmm. um what was happening. And then um, RGM, uh, I don't know how often Strahd himself is supposed to show up or like does show up, but he kept dropping him in. And like playing with us a lot, yeah. Okay. And I thought that was a lot of fun. Wait, yeah, someone Strong just shows up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he just shows up. <laughs> he just shows up. Yeah. He just okay. me- he he is actively messing with the PCs. Some I I described the game to someone, and I I can't remember who. I wish I could give them credit for this, but I described <laughs> the game to someone, essentially saying like they're trapped in this little pocket universe with this vampire who's constantly spying on them. He can show up whenever he wants. He can summon enemies whenever he wants. And they were like, so essentially he's the dungeon master of the world. And I was like, yes. oh my right. God, yes. It's just like this asshole dungeon master <laughs> who's messing with his PCs for fun. That's exactly what it is. He's, well, I don't know how it's written or how you played him, but he was bored. As, like, Kind of, yeah. Yeah. Because he so, he like, can't leave his pocket universe either. So he, he is occasionally just draws in groups of adventurers to toy with because he gets bored. Okay. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, like, yeah, I had no idea what Curse of Straw was all about. But just hearing you guys be like, oh, he, he sometimes just pops in. My brain makes me think that he's just like the wacky neighbor character that every so often is like, hey, guys. And like, cue the fucking laugh track. Like, ah, it's Kramer. Um, it's so, basically that, except uh, death. Strahd is Kramer. Oh, this is the greatest <laughs> pre-made adventure in the world. Uh, well, um, from, from the other side, uh, Ian, uh, what was it like running the game? It's interesting. I have, mm-hmm. I think I've talked about this before. I have difficulties like being a tough DM because I want my <laughs> players to succeed. 
Yeah. And that's it's a tough game to do that with because you're meant okay. to be kind of a jerk. Like they're meant yeah. to almost die a lot. Um like that's things so aren't meant to work out for the best. <laughs> yeah. Like I yeah, just want so, you to uh, be happy. It it is a it it's a very well written adventure. Um and I, I am having a lot of fun with it. It gives you a lot of freedom. They're constantly throwing curveballs at me. Uh, which makes it difficult to compensate, but I <laughs> somehow I manage. Uh, yeah, like Curse of Stars is always ones that uh, it, at least it looked very like visually pleasing to me. Like I, I always like the look of it because it looks a bit dark and sinister, which I'm all about in terms of campaigns. Mm-hmm. But now I think if I run it, it's just gonna be Kramer. It's just gonna be a Kramer. <laughs> Uh, I want to know about that. I want stories. Yeah. I will. Oh my god. What if I did? Oh, that would be the greatest game of all time. Hey guys, get ready for the next call just for me to be like, okay, so here is why you shouldn't do this, but here's why you uh, absolutely should. Come on now. I think we convinced Ismay to try. Yeah. We got, we <laughs> yeah, got, that like, counts. <laughs> you know what? This think, does count. I think that might count as a win. <laughs> Yeah, we're we're framing this episode as like I'm the end boss of this. Like y'all are gonna have to use your words to convince me that pre-made adventures are good. And you know what? We're gonna count this as a success. I'm gonna we make did a it. flavor. <laughs> we did nice it, job, guys. Oh dear. Um, but yeah, Do we level so up? I think, I think that's... Do we level up? Oh God, of course you level up. Um, though I don't know what level you guys were before. I mean, you guys are all level twenty in my eyes. So. Aww. So the next. The next time someone asks me if I won D and I'm gonna say yes. Yes, you fucking did. <laughs> I think my my yeah, my parents make that joke every time I finish DMing. Someone <laughs> yeah. asked but me no. that unironically the other day, oh, not realizing oh. it was. <laughs> oh, that's such, that's so good though. Like when memes turn into real life. Oh, that's the I, dream. I thought they were joking at first, and then I realized, I was like, well, you don't really win D&D, and they were just like, oh, well, what do you do then? (laughs) Aren't you playing D&D? Isn't that a game? I like. I don't know what the answer to that is. Like, anytime, like, I've had that a couple times with, like, my grandparents, they've just been like, so, like, if there's no winning, what's the point? I'm like, bitch, if you yeah. can tell me, I would love to know. All I know well, is like I'm her, having a great time. Their two reference points were Stranger Things and that one episode of yes. Community. So, yes. Oh, they are very good, though. Yeah. <laughs> excellent, excellent references, but... Not bad, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just make you feel like you can win it. There's no winning. There's only there's no winning in D and D. There's only winners. Nope, we're all losers. Okay, I tried that. Uh, <laughs> um, but Great yes, job. You guys, you guys did very successfully. You've convinced me that I might actually do a Curse of Strahd because I think it would be fun to take it in a very weird. I would love to Strahd's play just trying to in be your, your Curse of Strahd. God. Oh, oh spin off, spin off episode, spin off episode of Crit Chat. <laughs> Ismay runs Curse of Strahd. Uh, I'm in. It's Curse of Strahd. Dibs on oh. Gnomish Barbarian. I'm calling dibs. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking great. Well, we've got another episode in the works at the very least. I'm very excited. Oh my god. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna start wrapping this up now. 
I suppose, even though now I'm just, well, to be fair, I'm just going to go and write my new Strahd character, which is going to be great. Um, but yes, uh, Alfred, you got you got plugs for us. Uh, yeah, so I just, um, I've been playing uh, Baldur's Gate for that old school D&D goodness, <gasps> Forgotten Realms, nice. uh, over oh. my Twitch channel. Uh, that's oh. twitch.tv slash pennyblue. Oh, it's so good. Um, like how how far are you along? Um, I've only just started. Um, I kind of walked into a tavern. Uh, a drunk guy got annoyed at me. Um, yeah. we had a bit of a scuffle, and I, I I punched him. I did the last point of damage, and he exploded. I don't know what's going on. Classic. <laughs> he just exploded. Oh. Have you ever played oh. it before, or is this your first time round? I've noodled with the beginning. I like I've kind of uh-huh. yeah, like I like I've, I booted it up and played a bit when I was much younger. And oh yeah. Basically no. Um, it's kind of bland and it's pretty great so far like i feel that like i i can basically word for word you the beginning of that game i don't know how it like i don't think that i've got past (laughs) getting like two followers in there because then i was just like okay start again (laughs) because also the bears spooked me in that game that they're spooky um it is is a spooky place right but yeah, if you want to get in on the ground floor of Alfred playing that good fucking game that, oh my god, it, it's so much of my childhood. Again, the first like 10 minutes of the game, but whatever. Uh, go go find him on Penny Blue on Twitch. Um, you can find me on Twitch if you go find a teacup gamer. Uh, watch me play games. What the fuck am I playing right now? I'm jumping around between games, as is my want. Um, I'm playing a bit of Lake Ridden, which is a new game um that the the developers gave me a free key for uh because they were like oh can you play the game and uh advertise it and shit and i was like hell yeah it sounds dope and it's really lovely uh it's got some puzzle things in it so i get to show people how incompetent i am at puzzles (laughs) but how much i love puzzles at the same time uh also playing some star wars night of the old republic because yes i've never i've never played it before and now now I'm such a good game it's fucking great like there's some fucking janky ass bullshit that happens but it's great (laughs) oh it's i love bioware so so. broken and so bork i love i just love that game i love that game it's great so (laughs) i'm having a lot of fun with it because you know i'm a bioware junkie so whatever um but yeah um also you can if you want to find us on other places you can find us on our twitter which is crit underscore chat on twitter um and you can if you if you give us like a hash if you hashtag just crit chat not crit underscore chat because fuck that if you hashtag crit chat uh you might get like a shout out on the show i also i found out who just crit chat is um and they're like a legitimate (laughs) business so now now in the hashtag crit chat it's sometimes like oh how to boost your monthly earnings and sometimes hey ever thought that you might want to fuck that off i don't know (laughs) so we've got a very good look going for us so yeah if you want to uh contact us go i think we kind of win I mean, right. our things are definitely more interesting. Yeah. Like, not as profitable, but better. I just... <laughs> I love that there's someone on the other side of this being like, yeah. hey, guys, who's tweeting about centaurs? Like, come on. It's a business hashtag. Dave, I know it's you, Dave. <laughs> oh my god. But yeah, if you, if you flood the hashtag crit chat with, like, right, either thoughts that you have about this episode, uh, D&D in general, or the heinous crap that we talk about 
that would be great. We'll also we'll give people like little shout outs on stream because of it because we're building a brand. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook at just uh, facebook.com forward slash crit chat. No underscore there. Uh, like our Facebook and then uh, get updates on when we're doing things or when Dungeons and Dragons and Wizards of the Coast are doing things. And you'll you'll figure it all out from there. Uh, wherever you're listening, you can go into the description and find our Discord channel if you want to join in the discussion, as well as a link to our SoundCloud, where you can like listen to the and download like previous episodes, as well as giving us a like and a follow. Uh, we're a whole like word of mouth podcast thing. If you don't tell people about us, then we'll just I don't know, like die in the dark. What I mean, we'll we'll probably keep doing it, <laughs> but it will just be us speaking to the endless void. Which whatever. Um, you can also find us on iTunes by searching Crit Chat and Podcasts and leave a five-star review for the five-star show. Everyone is once again on blast because no one fucking does it. Uh, and also, if you want to see us live, you can follow me on A Teacup Gamer on Twitch. Um, and you will see us every Tuesday at 5pm GMT. Until then, this is going to go bad. We didn't rehearse this beforehand and both of you have A names. Until then, I've been Ismay. I've been Elfed. Ali. I just cut out again. Oh, no. no. I just cut out. <laughs> and I'm Ian. And we have tried our best. Happy Ismay Day, everyone. Bye-bye. Join us live on Twitch, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. on A Teacup Gamer.